Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Psalms 96. Psalm 96 in the book of Psalms. And this is our last week. This is our last week in here. Um, what a series this has been. Walking through, uh, kind of taking a look at Psalms and um, all that it has to speak into, into how we think and how we feel. Um, today we're in Psalm 96 and, and really, there's just two notes that I want to strike this morning. There's, there's two notes in this psalm. One is about nations, and the other is about singing. Um, so, so I want to talk about nations and singing and how, they, uh, how we should think and feel about the nations, how we should think and feel about singing, and how Jesus intertwines into all that. Uh, because I think you're going to leave here um, with a different perspective of how these psalms should flesh out. Um, so just to recap, so if this is your first Sunday here uh, in, in a while or in a couple weeks, I, I just want to recap very quickly because after this Sunday, this is it. This is In, in 30 minutes, the whole series is going, going to be over. Um, in, in the first week, we looked at Psalms 1. And we said that a fixed mind will shape how we feel. It will shape our hearts. That if we fix our minds on Scripture, and we found out that the Psalms were meant to be instructive. Everybody say instructive. So I'm supposed to learn something from them. They're not just joy reading. They're to be instructive. And they are to instruct us on how to feel and how to deal with our feelings. So if we fix our minds, the, the first psalm said um, that if we meditate on his law day and night, that we would be blessed. In the second week, we dove in to some of these emotions that we're talking about, some of these feelings. And in the second week, we talked about how to be discouraged well, how to be, and we talked about depression On the third week, we talked out of Psalm 51. That was Psalm 42. Psalm 51 told us how to deal with guilt. Well, man, looking at all that I've done, the wrongs that I have done, and feeling the guilt that comes with that, how do we deal with that guilt? And that led us into Psalm 103, which was about gratitude and celebration, blessing the Lord. Come bless the Lord with me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And then last week was a short, I preached 20 minutes last week. And so I've 
today may, may be like an hour and 15. Just because it was so short last week, I've got to compensate. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to preach for an hour and 15 minutes. So, one of y'all's faces, and I'm not going to point out who it was, just got really concerned. And so if, <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. But we talked about anger. And that how, as the people of God, there are many times that we are attacked, that we are um, abused, that we take on, people come at us and, and not in a good way. And then what rises up in us is anger over it and resentment and rage. But what we talked about is the fact that those things that, that we feel, the curses, because we, we talked about it was an imprecatory psalm. And what that imprecatory means, imprecation is, that it's a whole psalm about bringing down, calling down the curses of God on your enemies. I know none of you have ever done that. I know none of you have ever thought a bad thing about anyone else who's hurt you. But the psalmist David did. And, what, and, and here's to sum up last week. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That that judgment is coming. There is judgment coming for those who reject Jesus. There, that judgment is coming and it does not belong to you. You can't add anything to the judgment you can't add anything to the cross. So for those, so so for those the cross covers, that judgment is pardoned. So for those who say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life, I, I, I save me. The cross covers that judgment for you. For those who reject Christ and the cross, there is a real place called hell, and there will people, then there will be people that go there and they will deserve it. There's, there's this thing that goes around that people like, oh, you, there's going to be some people in hell that are good people. There is no one that is going to hell that does not deserve it wholeheartedly. And several of you just made plans to visit another church next Sunday, and that's okay. <laughs> this, is the, this is why we're here. Y'all get this, right? There are people dying and going to hell, and there is hope for them in Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. And so we, we said, you know what, God? The judgment is yours. The judgment is yours to have. The anger may be right, but it's, it, the judgment is for you and for me. So for us, on this side of the cross, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But you need to love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Anybody try that this week? <laughs> it's harder. It's harder than it, than it. It's easier to read than it is to put into practice. But that is the call. That you give the anger and rage to the Lord because it's his to have Relinquish it to him and love those who have abused and hurt and bless those who have cursed you. So that was 
many of the people who were here last week aren't here. Now, a lot of that's because of the harvesters, but um, that's how we deal with anger. And today, I have to ask the question about the Psalms is where does it go? What's the point? Why does any of this matter? Does the Psalms take us anywhere? And what I believe the Psalm will tell us is that we were made, in light of all this thinking and feeling, we were made for a global purpose. A global purpose. So we're going to read Psalm 96 here together. Um, If you do not have a Bible, there's a Bible in the pew in front of you. Um, You can take that and read with us. We want you to know that what we're reading today, what we're teaching, is God's word. That's it. That's all you're going to get here, is God's word, his, his, his love proclaimed, and its implications on our lives. Psalm 91, 96, Psalm 96. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Isn't that exciting? Verse three, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm And cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad. And the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise. Before the Lord. For he is coming. He's coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with with justice and the nations with his truth. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word today. Let it bear its weight on us in such a way that we leave here changed. It's so good to see my brothers and sisters this morning. But the main person I came here to see is you, through your word, to transform my life. Help us through your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Everyone set? Amen. So where does this thing go? Psalm 96 is a beautiful picture of what it looks like 
to have purpose beyond learning how to worship the Lord in all seasons of life. Now, um, we're all made with a global purpose um, because, listen, we can learn how the Lord speaks into our depression and our guilt and our anger, and we can learn to praise the Lord and bless the Lord, but you cannot bless the Lord, this is what this psalm is saying, directly tied to blessing the Lord is care for the nations. So hear me very clearly. You cannot bless the Lord and not care about people knowing about blessing the Lord. This whole psalm is calling us to do a couple things. It's calling us to sing and bless the Lord. It's also calling us to invite the nations. Everybody say the nations. The nations to worship with us. Now, throughout the psalm, you'll see nations, nations, nations. And so I just want to define very quickly what the nations are. What are the nations? Um, and you may start to think, um, talking about striking the nations, note, you may start to think that um, you start seeing country lines, like here's Iran and here's, here's Iraq and here's um, um, Cozumel, New Mexico, or Cozumel, Mexico, that's where I want to go. Uh, Cancun, that's where I start to look on the map. But when it's talking about the nations, it's talking about people groups, all nations, dialects, cultures. There are 17,311 people groups in the world. Did you know that? 17,000 that have a different language and culture. And of those 17,000, 42% are considered unreached. 42%. Now, now an unreached people group is considered um, a, a group of people who has, um, that doesn't have enough followers of Christ and resources to evangelize their own people. So they don't have enough Christians. Less than 2% of their, their group are Christians, so they can't even evangelize themselves. They, they need the gospel. And so when we talk about nations, this isn't... Um, this isn't so far removed. Uh, the Hispanic church that meets here, uh, I don't know if you were here when they planted the church, but they, they speak what you would call mixteca. So it is a people group within a people group that is still unreached. That's why they're here. They're reaching that group. So when we talk about nations, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about breaking in via new languages and new cultures to spread the gospel. And what this psalm would tell us to do is to invite them in. And so I think there's three things this psalm really tells us for the nations. Um, three things for the nations this morning. Uh, and the first of which is we are to declare God's glory to them. Look here in verse two and three. Sing to the Lord, praise his name 
Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Everybody say, he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. How often do the amazing things God does show up in your conversations? I'm not even talking about reaching the nations at this point. I'm just talking about has, has the gospel reached your heart this week? Has the gospel reached your heart that God does amazing things? So we're to go to the nations to declare God's glory. Let me, let me back up a little bit and tell you kind of where this psalm is coming from. In 1 Chronicles, there's this picture of David and this celebration, it's a parade. They're bringing in the Ark of the Covenant, which in those times was considered holding the presence of God. It held the presence of God. Only certain people could carry it, who had gone through several rituals just so they could carry it, cleanse themselves and carry it. So they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, the, the presence of God into the city and there's this celebration going on, and David and, and the people of God were singing this psalm. Sing to the Lord a new song. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. So we're to declare his glory. Number two, we are to summon the nations to join us. Look at verse seven. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Verse 10, tell all the nations, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. And even here in verse 5, the gods of all other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. This picture is being painted of singing to the Lord, declaring his glory, and what? Inviting all nations to come sing of his glory with us. Let me tell you why this is a game changer. I want you to pay special attention. Let me see. Look at verse eight. Come give to the Lord the glory he deserves. They're talking to the nations. Oh, nations. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Don't miss this. When this is written in Jewish culture, only Jews were allowed in the courts of God. Only Jews. And look what, look what the psalmist here is declaring. He's telling the nations to come sing with us, come worship God with us, bring your offerings, and come into the courts. He's talking to non-Jewish nations that all peoples are to come. There's no, bo there's no borders in the kingdom of heaven. You know that. <laughs> my God, my God. There's no borders in the kingdom of heaven. That's not political. That's just scripture. Because I, I, I can hear some of you whispering already. I, I, uh-huh. I'm not going to go there, but I'm just telling you. 
as a Christian, my kingdom is heaven. First, first, Carl, move on. Yes, sir, let's go. (laughs) I need to keep my job. Declare God's glory. Declare God's glory. Invite, summon the nations. Hey, nations, come, come, glory him with me. Come give him the glory he deserves. Whether you're a Jew or not, let's go. Why? Because he's the one true God. Notice the parallels the psalm is making. Verse five, the gods of other nations are mere idols. The whole point of of glory, giving God glory as a Christian and inviting the nations is to warn them of judgment. Number three, warn them of judgment. Verse 10, tell the nations the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Yeah. Even in verse 13 says, he's coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with truth. Man. Why sing of his glory? Why summon the nations? If, the most politically, in, verse five is probably the most politically incorrect thing you can say in 2020. The gods of other nations are mere idols. If I were to say that on the radio, they would probably not record it. Um, and if they did, they would look at me and say, you're closed-minded, You're intolerant. My prayer today is that we as Christians would take a stand and (laughs) declare God, the one true God, as the way. In 2020, people love options. Everybody loves options. You can get options on everything, on your car, on the menu at the restaurant. You know what restaurant, you, you, you have that custom order that nobody else orders. Mm-hmm. You love options. Look in my wife's closet. She loves options. I love you. There's no options. There's only one option to get to heaven. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. We are to warn them of the judgment, to declare his glory. And this is the most loving message we can have. Do you hear this? This is the most loving message you can have is to tell people that there is a true God, one God that loves them, who died for them and has paid the price for them. So declare God's glory, summon the nations. The reason we do it is to warn them of judgment. I'm gonna uh, quote something here very quickly and I, I want you, let's play a little game. Guess who? 
okay? You wanna play? Wake up! Let's play a game. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read something to you. For this, I will praise you. This is what the psalmist said, meant when he wrote, for this, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place, it's written, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, it is written, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. Who said it? Paul. Paul is quoting from Psalms, Isaiah, Deuteronomy. Why is he quoting this? Look back here in verse 8. He's quoting the very psalm we're, 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 we're coming out of. In verse 8 of Romans 15, it says, Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God. Do you hear this same language? Might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he said, and then he starts quoting Psalms 96. Why is that important? Because what we're doing here by declaring God's glory is pointing people to Jesus. This is, what, this is what's happening. We declare God's glory, all of a sudden we're making much of Jesus in our everyday lives, we're reaching the nations and inviting them in because God died, sent his son, Jesus, to die for all of them. Every nation, all peoples. Every nation, all peoples. And this mission we're on is a singing mission. How many of you like to sing? Yeah, okay, good. Bobby, why aren't you in the choir? Yeah, I got you now. You notice nobody else raised their hand? That's why. I expect you on Wednesday, Bobby. Choir practice. This is a singing mission. We see here in the Psalms that uh, sing to the Lord, a new song. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. And the most wonderful thing here, publish his glorious deeds in verse three among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he's done. The design here in Psalm 96 is to create in us, to stir up within us excitement for the mission of God to the nations. This should be exciting. It's not meant to be boring. Many of us treat Jesus, church, and the mission of the church is something very boring. And so, see, my, my daughter doesn't think it's boring. She may think this sermon is. That may be why she's crying. But the things God does, and when I say does, I mean actively does. We serve a God that not only did, but does. He does it amazingly. 
Amazingly, when, when, when we talk about going to like the Super Bowl, we'll get all amped up about the Super Bowl or about sports or a singing reality show on TV. I mean, we just, we just want to like get, we just want marvelous things. We want to witness the marvelous. This is why we go to very dark movie theaters to be wild, right? I'm preaching harder than you're listening. Um, Yes, pastor. This is why we go to the movies. We, deep inside each one of you, you want to be wild. I got a wild text the other day. I'm going to read it to you. One moment. If you're listening to this on live stream, uh, not live stream, but the podcast, uh, what I'm doing right now is actually looking through my phone because I got this text. I have a praise. Three months ago, I saw my eye doctor for a checkup. They discovered a small aneurysm in my right eye. They scheduled a three-month follow-up. I prayed for healing. The Sunday you asked if anyone needed healing for a physical problem, I stood up. Several prayed for me, and I felt God's healing touch. I went back to the doctor. She said it was a miracle. It was completely gone. I said, yes, it is. I know who it was. It was God. He answers prayer. That was our very own Nancy Buckland. She sent this text to me, and it was like, wow, this is marvelous. This is amazing. This mission we're on, this declaring of God's glory is not boring. And if you want something in your life that is not lethargic or low-key, join the mission of God. I guarantee you, you will be shocked and wowed at the amazing things that our God does. Oh, it's not meant to be boring. And that's why it says it this way. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. So why do the Psalms go here? Why why does Psalm 96 take us to this place? And I, I think it's because you were made for this. You were made to declare glory to God and to summon the nations. You were made for this. Verse three. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy. No, I'm sorry, that's four. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he has done. When you sign up to be a Christian, when the, when the Lord takes you from spiritual death to spiritual life, you sign up for significance. You sign up for significance. Not in and of yourself, but the mission we are on is significance, and it is beyond you. To belong to Jesus is to declare his glory and embrace the nations for which he died. I'll say it again. 
To belong to Jesus is to declare his glory and embrace the nations for which he died. Now, this is the largest cause of all. And now it's it's not going to be your only mission, okay? And it may not even be the main mission. But it should be consuming. What does that mean? That means no matter what you're doing, it should be a part. No matter if you're on a side mission over here doing this, or you're cutting the grass, or you're turning wrenches, reaching the nations for Jesus should consume all of it. For the Christian. Obviously, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, well, it's not on you. This isn't your mission yet. I would say that the Lord has called you here today to call you into this mission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's salvation for you today. Yeah. Not the only or the main, but it should be the consummation of our life. It should consume. So what's the status? Um, What's the status of the nations? And I gotta tell you, um, there are stunning shifts among the nations. When we talk about reaching all people groups and all nations, there's stunning shifts. It used to be Europe and America. But I gotta tell you, Europe and America are not the center of gravity around missions anymore. It's actually shifted south and east. So I wanna point you to a couple websites. One is uh, joshuaproject.net. And in fact, I think uh, my boy... uh, Uh, Grant has a slide for us. We're gonna take a moment and just, when we talk about unreached people groups, there are 7,372 people who are unreached. They don't have enough followers of Jesus and resources to evangelize themselves. And so we're actually gonna take a minute and we're gonna pray for an unreached people group. Now look how large this is. In China, now You've heard about everything going on in China with the coronavirus and all this. I don't think this place is far from there. 9.75 million people that need the gospel. They need to know him. I think we take for granted growing up in America where you can go find a, a church on any street corner and hear the gospel preached. It's 1.1% Christian, 1% evangelical. Psalms 96.3, declare his glory among the nations. Would you pray with me? Father, today we call out the Tuhia, uh, China area. This group of almost 10 million of the the people you created, God, you breathe life into, and they need to hear the good news of the gospel. So would you even stir up among us today, maybe people to go, 
Maybe that we would resource, maybe we would take what you have blessed us with here to resource missionaries to go to this unreached group in China, that they would hear that you have died for them, that your son Jesus came to bring redemption, that the gods they're serving are just mere idols, and that there is a true and living God. Help us, equip us Father, through your Holy Spirit, that they would know you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said, just a couple more things here. We talked about the nation's note. Now I want to talk about striking the singing note. Why does it start out this way? If there's a call to reach the nations, if there's a call to say, okay, it's my purpose to to declare and sing glory to God and to invite the nations to be a part. You know this isn't someone else's job. This is your job. This is your job to declare his glory among the nations. We need to stop shifting this off on the pastor and missionaries and start taking it on you church member that is your job to reach the nations just as much as it is maybe God's not calling you to the mission field sure but it does not relieve you of the call to reach the nations so why does he start this way sing a new song to the Lord let the whole earth sing to the Lord why start this way and I think it's very simple You cannot call others to sing to the Lord if you are not singing to the Lord. You cannot declare his glory and and you cannot walk into this unreached people group in China and say, hey brother, go ahead and sing for the Lord. If you can't even do it yourself, God is calling you to sing of his glory. God is calling you to summon the nations. He's calling you to warn them of the judgment that's coming. It's in my experience because every now and then I'll see street preachers and look, those guys are bold as all get out and I know a couple of them. And some of them, their language can be a little harsh. I mean, they get out there, judgment's coming, you're gonna burn in hell, turn, quick. And look, you know what I see in here? There's a lot of singing and giving praise to God. And that's what we're summoning people into. Yes, God's gonna judge. Yes, that's why we do it. But we need to sing a new song. Every awakening you see throughout history was accompanied by singing. And I see it now. I see, and Luke could probably attest to this. There is a a movement of new songs singing to the Lord. Not just about him. But singing to the Lord. It's almost like the tip of a spear that's piercing the hearts of men across the nation's Awakenings are accompanied by new songs that are to him. Everybody say to him. 
and I, I was doing a little search and I found a new song. Now this is a song we're gonna sing in heaven. Are you going? Can I take a minute just to ask? Are you going today? Yeah, are you going? I'm going. I've told you this a million times. But my, my favorite saying from my grandfather is that uh, even before he passed, years before he passed, he would always tell me, Sonny boy, that's what he called me, my backs are packed. I'm ready to go. Are you ready? Don't get caught up in the monotony of this preaching that you think is monotonous. I get excited. I know I get a little jerky up here. But honestly, it's tame. <laughs> one, of these, one of these days I might take off. With... <laughs> Are you going today? Don't miss this. He's calling you to make sure you're, make he, you're making heaven your home. That's what he wants. He wants relationship with you. But listen to this song. I found this new song that we're going to sing in heaven. It comes out of Revelations 5, 9 through 10. Listen. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. Listen, for you were slaughtered. Not he was slaughtered. For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed the people of God from every tribe and every language and every people and every nation, and you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on earth. You've heard the call. It is to every tribe, every nation, every tongue. Isn't that what his word says? That every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's where we're headed. So if you take anything away from the Psalms, we've learned a lot about depression. We've learned a lot about discouragement and guilt and anger and how to give gratitude to the Lord. But one thing I pray is that you carry away from here is that as a byproduct of pointing my life towards the Lord, I am to summon all people, the ones that look like me, the ones that don't, the ones that talk the same language I do, the ones that don't. There are groups that need us to convert the gospel into their languages so they can hear it for the first time. There is work to be done. Church, listen to me. There is work to be done. I know it's hard to see from the pew you're sitting in, but I tell you, there's just this cry in my heart that you, that you don't miss it. Don't miss what God is doing. It's big, it's magnificent, it's marvelous, it's amazing. And that's the song we can sing. For your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe, language, and people, and nation. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, 
check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.